0: With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Queen, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilley, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker from the University of... Oh, 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 like
1: oh, 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 oh. like Alright guys, welcome back to From the Rafters presented by Bannertown USA. I'm here with Corey. Say what's up, bro. What's up, guys? So um obviously the trade deadline's right around the corner. I thought we'd talk about the Woge bomb that was dropped on us at midnight last night when I was about to go to bed. Uh, Clint, Clint Capella's going to the Hawks, Covington to the Rockets and a bunch of, I don't even know what going to the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Um, what do you think about the deal, Corey? What are your initial thoughts?
0: Um, uh, to be honest, uh, it took, it took a while for me to uh, digest it because, uh, all the players were getting, uh, traded left and right. It seemed like no one knew where, uh, everyone's going, but I got it right here. Um, Uh, The Rockets, I mean, they got their wing player. They were looking for a Robert Covington. The only problem now with that is that they're they're a small team. And like we were discussing, uh, they're going to have to uh, go up against Anthony Davis and uh, Jokic. So uh, it will be interesting to see how that works. But, um, yeah, giving up a first-round pick uh, in the future might hurt them. Um, But I feel like the Hawks, I think they won this trade. I want to say they won this trade because now – they have a nice front court with uh, John Collins and Clint Capella, and um, it'll probably open up the floor for Trey Young to pass the ball more. Um, the Timberwolves, it's uh, it's whatever. They're they're tanking right now. Uh, the Nuggets, I, they were just trying to get their bench uh, a little more deep. But um, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily mind
1: the trade, but um, I think the the Hawks got the better end of this deal. I'd have to agree with you there. I'm looking at what the Hawks gave up. So they basically traded Evan Turner a first-round pick, which isn't even theirs, a Brooklyn first-round pick, and a second for Clint Capella and Nene. So I I feel like most Celtics fans were willing to give up much more than that when we were talking about a Clint Capella deal. So oh yeah, that's crazy to me how Atlanta managed to get away with just giving up that little in a deal.
0: Yeah, they, they really fleeced all these teams, though.
1: It's kind of crazy. So then the Rockets gave up Clint Capella, Nene, Gerald Green, and a first for Covington Bell in a second. Oh, That's rough. I don't know. That, that really is rough. And plus, like, we were looking at the rosters before we started recording this. We don't think there's a guy on that roster who's ready to play big minutes that's over six seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Tyson Chandler's 7 feet. I'm sure he'll get some playing time, yeah. but I, still, though, I mean... That's it's going to be tough, but the Rockets. We were talking about this. They've had. What did they only lose like one game without Capella in the lineup when they went with the
1: small lineup? Yep, just one game against yeah. um, Brooklyn. I think it was right. Yeah. Right.
0: So I mean, I, I know the Rockets. I don't know if you saw this, but today I, I think they were close to getting a deal done with an Eastern Conference team to get mm-hmm. a center.
1: I saw that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm speculating that it could be someone like Taj Gibson from the Knicks, who's on an expiring deal. Uh, I know a lot of people have been throwing around Trish and Thompson's name, uh, Mm -hmm. because last night, I guess, uh, they said they were going to move on from him. So uh, I guess we'll see, because the Rockets, they're going to get a center now within the next 24 hours. But like we were saying, they've had a lot of success with the small ball lineup, but Like, who's going to guard Anthony Davis still?
1: (laughs) Facts, yeah. And even if they get Tristan Thompson, I don't think he can hang with Davis and all those big centers in the league. Mm -hmm. He'd just be a big body down there. But when they get this center that they're trying to trade for, do you think he'll start for them, or do you think he'll just come off the bench to guard the, the big men?
0: Uh yeah yeah probably I think Tom- if the Rockets do get Tristan Thompson they'll probably throw him in there in the starting lineup okay. to sort of at least put a body on Anthony Davis or Jokic because I mean we were talking we were talking earlier we were saying how PJ Tucker could be uh at center but he's six five so that's not gonna work so they're gonna have to throw in you know Tyson Chandler uh I forget who the other guy's name was we were talking about the uh, the other center that's seven feet tall in the Rockets Isaiah
1: Hartenstein he's like a second year right. dude yeah. Right,
0: they're gonna to have to put one of those guys out there to at least just have a big body down in the in the uh, in the post to at least just have you know to guard Anthony Davis because they're not gonna put PJ Tucker on him.
1: I agree. I mean, I've watched like a few clips on Twitter of PJ Tucker playing defensive. Uh, minutes at the center position, he's not bad. Like he's a big dude and he knows how to like move his feet and like stay with the big guys. But in the long run, he's not going to be able to hang with like like you said, Davis and Jokic are the big guys in the East. And so if the Rockets want right. a real chance, they just need someone tall. Like that's all they need just to put up a fight against those guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving on to the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, two kind of random people in this trades. I feel like. I mean, I know they wanted Covington, so the Wolves were necessary, but. I just don't understand the deals for these two teams. So Minnesota got a lot of people and gave up a lot of people. They got Malik Beasley, Juan Heron-Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vandermilt, and a first from Brooklyn, which was Atlanta's. Um, They got rid of Covington, Jordan Bell, Noah Vonley, Kata Bates-Diop, and Shabazz Napier. (laughs) It's honestly
0: really confusing, though, like why these teams got in there. It really is.
1: I mean, I guess like, it makes a little sense for their timeline. Like, Malik Beasley and Juancho are younger, and they got a first out of it, so.
0: Right. I, I, there were rumors that they were gonna they were looking at DeAndre Russell, too. Yep. But I guess that's not going to happen now. So, I don't know. Maybe they're going to turn those guys into, uh, you know, trade pieces in the mm-hmm. off season, maybe to get DeAndre Russell. But, yeah, I'm with you on this. The, the Tim Bulls and the Nuggets getting this trade really doesn't
1: make sense at all. My my initial thoughts was that they were going to use that extra first because at first I saw it was from Atlanta, so I assumed it would be really good. And Atlanta gave up a really good pick, but then I saw yeah. it was Brooklyn's pick, so I don't really know what the point was. Like maybe they'll flip it and like Juancho and Jared for a package for D'Lo if they want to trade Wiggins too. But the Warriors seem yeah. very intent on keeping him for this season.
0: Yeah, and and they got the first round pick, so maybe they'll use that in the trade to get, uh, yeah. get Andrew Russell next year because. What the? Oh my God! What were there was something about like how was it the Warriors that wanted like two first round picks or the Timbles wanted like two first round? There was something with like first round picks flying around, something in the, like that. All in the midst of the rumors, yeah. So uh, I mean, the, the the Wolves. It's like I don't know because they're, they're they're rebuilding, they're tanking. I think they've lost like eleven straight games, so it's like. You know, it's like, whatever. They ju- they were just trying to trade Robert Covington.
1: Yeah, just get him to a contender and get something in return. So then the last team, which is the team that I'm kind of the most confused about, I guess, is the Denver Nuggets. They got Gerald Green, Keita Bates-Diop, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and actually they got a first two from Houston. But they got rid of Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt. I, I, like, no clue. Like, I got nothing on this. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs>
0: But, uh, what was saying last night that Denver's still going to be active until the yeah. deadline
1: tomorrow? I mean, maybe they, like, the, the initial thought for me was they didn't want to pay Malik Beasley or Juancho, and then, like, because they're on the last year of their rookie deals or something, and so they didn't want to get a right. bag, because I assume Malik, since he's so young and so, like, full of potential that he's going to want a lot of money, and Denver's invested in Jokic and Murray and Harris. So maybe that was it, and now they have like veteran leadership with Gerald Green, I guess. Or like maybe they yeah. package him, like I don't know. I mean Noah
0: is not that bad though. Like he's a he's a
1: nice uh fill in yeah, for, for the five spot. He's not that bad. He's a solid dude. He wasn't getting much PT in um Minnesota. Like the last game he didn't even play, so hopefully he can get something done in Denver. Him and Jer- Jeremy Grant in the front court's gonna be a nice little defensive uh standoff against other teams. Oh, for sure. I mean, Beasley was pretty good last year, too. He was, yeah. I, I don't understand I, that.
0: I think, well, the, the Nuggets were, they've been pretty much healthy for the most part. You figure Jamal Murray, Gary Harris down at the one and two. It's like, where does he really fit into the starting lineup?
1: Yeah. So I guess so. And, like, they got Michael Porter Jr. now, too. So maybe they want to give him yeah. some more minutes. He he's been. I think he's been somewhat healthy this season too. I I saw he was in the starting
0: lineup for a couple games and then went back to the bench. So he's just kind of working his way back up. But yeah, like I can see why they would trade Malik uh, Beasley, but um, because they wanted to get a couple players to. um, So, but. I don't, I don't know, because the Nuggets, they just—I don't know—they just I don't know, they just don't make sense in this trade.
1: I, I'm really confused. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. Malik Beasley is shooting horribly from the field this season. He shot 47% uh, from the field last season. He's shooting 39 right now. Oof. So, I mean, he he's shooting okay from three, but I, I guess I kind of understand that if he's going to want a lot of money and he's not being that effective. They have a ton of yeah. depth. So. They mean, really, yeah, they do. They got a first out of it, I guess. I don't know. Did you see the thing on Twitter? I saw that the who got him? The Timberwolves, Evan Turner, they're looking to buy him out and there's some top contenders to sign him in the buyout market.
0: I did see that, yes. So all it, this all
1: Celtics Twitter
0: was looking for a reunion
1: yep. today. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind it. He'd be a decent guy off the bench. I don't know how well he can shoot, but he'd just be another like solid defender and like bigger dude like wing player we can bring off the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Evan Turner because I guess I, I've i said it on the uh, podcast for the last couple of days on the other one um, that the Celtics aren't probably going to make a trade. I think they're going to stand pat. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, they make like a they make a small trade for maybe, you know, we've talked about David Bertans um, yeah. for a little bit. But I mean, Evan Turner wouldn't be too bad if they just if they bought out his contract, if they don't make a trade.
1: Yeah, I will say looking at him, he literally doesn't take any threes. Like to the point where he doesn't have a stat for three-point percentage this season. So that might be a little concerning for me as a Celtics fan. Yeah,
0: he he's only averaging three point three points and two rebounds and two assists yeah. in nineteen games this season. <laughs>
1: yeah, looking at it closer, maybe maybe this isn't the best decision for us. Um, moving. Uh, I mean. You go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Oh no, you, I was just gonna say, like, even if they have an open roster spot, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind the idea of maybe just bringing him in and see what he can do. Yeah, you know, I,
1: I don't think it would hurt the team, but like, yeah, he's been, he's been on the decline for a while now. I agree. I mean, when you look at the eight man rotations we're rolling out, it's what, it's Kemba, Brown, Tatum, Hayward, Tice, and then we bring off the bench smart canter and semi right so my thing is if we're running eight man rotations in the playoffs where would evan turner fit into that because honestly after this season's stats and like what they're doing i'd rather have semi than evan turner on the floor
0: yeah i probably would too so uh on the podcast yesterday i said that um that their bench was like the fourth lowest scoring in the nba yep and and you just look at evan turner's numbers i mean like only three points a game and he's only making 29.4% on um, this season. So it's like, how would he really help, you know, the, the bench when he himself is struggling shooting the ball?
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like Phil, uh, Atlanta, I mean, it's not giving him the real chance he needs to get points. But from what I see, it's just looking like maybe we find someone else. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the Celtics, now that we discussed the – whirlwind that was the Rockets, Hawks, whatever trade. Um, So I have a few guys written down in the buyout market, because like we said, Ainge probably won't make a trade, and we'll talk about some potential ones in a little bit, but I wanted to go over, I have four names written down right now, and I wanted to get your thoughts on them. Okay. So I went over, I looked at all the free agents right now, and so I picked out four. So first one, Jeff Green. Oh. Uh...
0: Has he played this? He hasn't played
1: this year, right? He he was he or... started the season on Utah and got released.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about Jeff Green. <laughs> Another
1: reunion guy. Yeah, he he finished the season shooting, again, not great. Like thirty eight percent from the field and thirty three percent from three. So not great. He was averaging like eight points and three rebounds.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Jeff Green. <laughs> okay, yeah, to be yeah. honest.
1: With you. I, I more put that one in because I remember when Jeff Green was a baller for Boston a he like a little while ago. That was just, it was so fun to watch. But um, moving yeah. on, the next I mean, one I had.
0: Yeah, we already. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that we already have enough wing players,
1: so yeah. like it's kind of almost like an Evan Turner thing. It's like where does he really fit? You know, coming off the bench. I got you. We need. I feel like. Other than wing players, though, I don't think we need, like, a true point guard because we have enough, like, playmaking with Smart Hayward and Wanamaker and Kemba. So, like, do, yeah. we, do we need shooting and defense maybe? Like, do we need another enforcer energy guy? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would I would rather take a, a guy
1: that can just come off the bench and score because the, the bench needs some scoring badly. <laughs> I got you. So the next guy I had then just... probably won't fit. I had Corey Brewer down. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, so, where did he last play? I mean, like, some of these guys, I haven't heard their names in, like, forever. Oh, yeah,
1: facts. He played for, um, Philly and Sacramento last season. He played for a lot of teams last season. He doesn't shoot the three well at all, actually, but he, he makes his shots at a high clip, and he's really good defense and energy guy. That's why I had him down.
0: Yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind Corey Brewer, for that matter, if he's just coming in and playing defense, I guess, but, um... I don't I don't know man cuz like these guys that are on the on the um on the buyout market they they can't shoot and that's yeah. what the Celtics need off the
1: bench. Um well what about Iman Shumpert? His career he's been like a average three-point shooter, he's a good defender, solid wing. Like that's another guy I had down. Yeah, I wouldn't I actually I would I would be for Iman Shumpert. I wouldn't mind that at all. Me too. I mean like he's not He hasn't been great from three in the past few years, but, like, when he was in his prime, like, getting real chances on decent teams, he was shooting, like, 36%, 35%, which is solid. Like, that's average. Yeah. He was pretty good. I I wouldn't say pretty good, but he was a a nice player for Cleveland. Mm -hmm. He was a solid, like, just guy that they could bring in and, like, they could count on him. He was accountable for, like, being on the court.
0: Right. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him on jumper.
1: The last guy I had written down, who I'm not sure if he's like an amazing three point shooter, but it's another former Celtics. What about Jonas Jarebko bringing him back?
0: Uh
1: <laughs> oh man, Jonas Jarebko. He's an efficient uh, shooter. He is an efficient shooter. the The lowest he shot since his like rookie and sophomore early seasons is 36 or 35.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, I I guess I wouldn't mind him.
1: I guess his most efficient seasons came under Brad Stevens, Mm -hmm. so
0: I actually wouldn't mind
1: that at all. I feel like he's one of the better guys because, like, obviously he's not a great defender, but, like, when you think about it, he really is, like, a really, really poor man's Darius Pertons, or Davis Pertons.
0: Yeah, he really is. (laughs)
1: Like, they do the same thing. They can't really play defense. The only thing is Davis Pertons is, like, miles better than he is right now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so other than trades, because we know Ainge isn't probably going to do anything huge because it's Danny Ainge, um, those are the guys I had written down. But moving into some more speculation, I guess, since that's the most fun thing to do as Celtics fans, just hope he does something to improve the team. That's what we do best is just speculate. (laughs) Oh, yeah, always. So now that Capella's off the market, he's in Atlanta, found a home there, which is dangerous, I think. I think Atlanta will be good next year who do you think is the most likely trade for Boston and why uh, see I want
0: them to, I want them to trade for um, Tristan Thompson to be honest okay I really want them to get Tristan Thompson but uh, I feel like I don't think he's gonna get traded to the Celtics at this point in time. Um, I would love to have David Bertons, uh to come to the Celtics but uh, I, I would say one of those two? Um, I also talked about Derek Rose a couple days ago, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if he'd be willing to come off the bench, uh, at this point in his career. But, um, uh, I talked about Alec Burks, uh, from Golden State, who's actually not that bad at shooting the ball. I think yep. he would be a good addition. Um, I would just say any one of those four would be, an, would be a nice trade, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect maybe someone like Tristan Thompson just because, uh, I, I think he'll probably get uh traded to another team.
1: I'd agree with you there. Um I think Derek Rose has spent most of his season coming off the bench if I'm being honest. I think um that's his role. Like when I watched I watched the Pistons game this season when they came to T D and he came off the bench mm-hmm. there. They started like someone random, I don't even remember. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll look really? up the stat, but I'm fairly certain like that's his role in the Pistons this season. So I think he'd be a great guy. The only worry I have there is, one, salary, because he makes $7 million, and two, like how much will the Pistons want for him?
0: Right. He's So it says here that he's only started 10 games this year out of 44 yeah. games he's played. So Correct. I think that would be a solid pickup, but uh, I'm not sure. So what's
1: his contract look like? He's making around $7 million. Only seven million. Yeah, only seven million. Yeah, seven and a half million. Not that bad. I see. I would. I would love to have Derek Rose on this team. I would love it. Me too. We like. That's literally exactly what we need. We just need scoring off the bench. Exactly. So I'm gonna put this in Trade Finder, but I'm pretty sure this will work if we give up Romeo Vincent and like, I don't know, like Wanamaker maybe or. Yeah, wanna I guess for Derrick Rose. Yeah, I feel like you that would as well, that would work. Yeah,
0: yeah, they'll probably have to give up a, a first round pick as well. Maybe mm-hmm. not the Grizzlies pick, but the uh, what's the other one they got? What's the other first round pick they have from another team besides oh, the gosh. Grizzlies?
1: I'm not sure. It might is it ours? Is it just ours?
0: Uh, it might be. I'm pretty sure that the they have uh, they have another team's first round pick as well. They
1: probably do. Ainge just stockpiles them
0: yeah he really he really does uh, uh it's Milwaukees
1: it's Milwaukees
0: that's who it was Milwaukees yeah so maybe if you trade Milwaukees or um if, if they're willing to maybe the Grizzlies pick but yeah. I, I think it, I don't think it'd be worth it for uh Derek Rose but if that's what gets the deal done then th- that's something to think about
1: yeah facts. I agree he's averaging what eighteen and a half points and seven assists this season like that's crazy good yeah he's
0: been really good.
1: He doesn't shoot the three extremely efficiently, but he shoots the ball very efficiently, and he's not a three point shooter. Like, if we can get him to drive and have, like, Brown on the wing shooting, or even, like, Wanamaker is a pretty efficient three point scorer, semi maybe even at this point, like, that's a solid, solid bench unit.
0: That is. That's a huge upgrade on the
1: bench for sure. Um, another guy I looked at also on the Pistons is Svi Mikhailu. Big fan of him. He torched us when the uh, Pistons came to TD, and he shoots the ball extremely efficiently, is the thing.
0: Oh, are you talking about Luke Kennard?
1: No, I'm talking about Svi Mikhailu. I can't say his first name. It's like Sviatoslav Mikhailu. He's out of Kentucky, I think. But um, Luke Kennard's rumored to go to the Suns, and I think he'd be too expensive for us. But Svi Mikhailu. Mikhailu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I have never heard of him. <laughs> Google him. I, uh, if you want to put him in whatever site you're looking up, it's S-V-I-A-T-O-S-L-A-V. And then he should come up if you type that And because I don't think it, there's anybody else in the league with that name. Oh, yeah, I see it. Small mm-hmm. forward, 22. Yep. Yeah,
0: second round pick. Oh, okay. He hey, shoots
1: yeah. super efficiently, too, which is why I love him.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at his stats real quick. Just because I'm I'm hearing his, uh, his name for the first time. I got you. Uh, yeah, I don't really follow like the uh like the Pistons that well. I only know like Rose and Jackson. I just know him. And Griffin.
1: I just know him because when I went to the Pistons game versus Celtics in Boston this year, yeah. I was there with my buddies, and he turns to me and goes, "Yo, who's that white dude just torching us right now? He dropped like 22 points on us, like something stupid." Damn, yeah, he's got he's got pretty good three point numbers this mm-hmm. year. He's actually pretty efficient. Damn,
0: I, I mean, wouldn't mind. I w- is he is he um on the uh, on the trade block or I have no just, idea. Like, a name being thrown. I out?
1: just assume that anybody on the Pistons is on the trade block at this point. Like they're a yeah, mess.
0: They really are.
1: And we could get the deal done with let's see if this will work because he only makes one point four million
0: oh that's
1: easy so we'd need to trade like Wanamaker for him maybe like if we if we traded poirier for him and like a random like tim frazier from their team and gave up some picks like poirier for tim frazier and svima kailu would work and we could just give them like the Grizzlies pick
0: yeah uh,
1: uh, or the bucks pick maybe the bucks pick
0: yeah the bucks pick would be much better um I don't know. I feel like that Grizzlies pick would have been more valuable, having uh, John Morant gone off this year, and now they're mm-hmm. going to probably make the playoffs in the out west.
1: I agree. Um, another thing, do you know? Have you heard the name Christian Wood? Uh
0: actually, I have. Yeah, he's a power forward, right?
1: Yep, he's on the Pistons too. I just, I, I'm like obsessed with taking the Pistons' uh, entire bench. I guess, but he <laughs> shoots the ball super well from the field as well. And I feel like if we could get Svee Mikhailu and Christian Wood or Derek Rose and Christian Wood in a trade, that would be, like, the ultimate way to bolster our bench. So, like, say we did Christian Wood and we'll do Derek Rose for now because I think that'd be a better piece. And we traded Poirier, Lankford, and who else? Wanamaker? That works. And we give up, like, a pick we'd get Derrick Rose, a great bench scorer, and Christian Wood, another guy who can just come in and shoot the ball well, and Andy's a power forward, 6'10". That's a
0: that's a pretty damn good trade.
1: That's my, what I'm saying. Honest.
0: I'm surprised that uh that hasn't been thrown around because everyone on Twitter just goes
1: on the trade machine and just throws in a bunch of Yo. crappy trades. <laughs> I feel like it's cuz no one's ever heard of like who the fuck Christian Wood is.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But um, I was looking at it. The only reason I thought of his name is because I was doing some weird school project where I had to like, quote unquote, teach the class something because I'm an education major and I taught them okay. how to read MBA stats. Right. And so I was looking over PER awesome. and Christian Wood. I'm pretty sure if I remember this right, is top 10 or top like 40 or top 20, something really good in the league in PER. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah. Damn. Damn. So, like, he's just super efficient, and he shoots the ball from behind the line at a 38% clip for a guy who's 6'10". That's not bad. That's awesome.
0: For a guy 6'10", that's crazy.
1: I know, dude. I'm saying, if we get him and Derrick Rose or him and C. Mikhailu in a deal, then, like, I'd give up, like, maybe even the Grizzlies pick. Like, it could be, like, 14th. It could be 15th, and that's a big difference because it's in the lottery or not in the lottery. But I'd risk, like... Who, who's the trade machine saying it's like Poirier, Romeo, Wanamaker and like one of our firsts and maybe a second for Rose and Christian Wood. like that's a pretty good deal. That really is. It, it all depends on what the Pistons, you know,
0: how much they value Derek Rose. Though. Yeah, just like the name, just the name itself, Derek Rose, though, like and how he's been performing this year. You know, the Pistons, they might want
1: a little bit more than uh, what we have on the trade machine. I agree. I don't know what else I'd be willing to give up. Maybe if we want to keep Wanamaker, which could be good for, like, the short term, and we want to give up, like, Tremont or Carson, like, that definitely upped the trade value a little. Because, like, honestly, I saw something on Twitter, and it was like, what are the chances that Ainge keeps two below-six-foot guards on the team for the future? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So I'm saying, in my opinion, I like Tremont better than Carson right now.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I like Carson Edwards coming into the season, but I feel like we haven't seen enough of him. We have not really have like a, a good sample size of what he, he can offer.
1: I agree. And it's tough to give him minutes, especially on a team like that's competing for a high playoff seed because he's just too inefficient this year so far. Yeah. I mean, so, we have so much depth at guard too. It's I know. It's, Almost it's tough. impossible. <laughs> it's the same thing for Romeo. Like, I'd love to give him some minutes, but there's no way we're going to play him over Tatum, Brown, and Hayward. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's like, like he has so much potential, and you can see it. Like, he knows what he's doing on the court, but there's just no minutes for him on this team.
0: Yeah. I actually saw on Twitter uh, Celtics fans were talking about how they, they could make a trade work with the Wizards where they get Bertons and Isaiah Thomas. Yep,
1: I tweeted that out, I think, a little while ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if we got Isaiah Thomas back, though. But the thing is, is that like, I don't think I don't think he'd be the same player though no. that he was. Wait, you know, like a couple years back, he's been injured. Uh, has he had that hip injury uh, for a while now? Right. Or,
1: um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he's better this season. I think this is his first like fully healthy season in a while. Right. But he's definitely not the same.
0: Right. But I mean, it would just, it would just be cool just to have him back. You know.
1: He's actually shooting really efficiently from three, shooting 41.3%. Oh, really? Yeah, he <clears throat> he's only shooting like 40% from the floor, which isn't that great, but he's averaging 12 points, four assists on 40% and 42% splits.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to have IT back. Me I too. think he'd be good, good off the bench. Mm-hmm,
1: I agree. I feel like if we could bring him on the floor with Smart at the same time, there'd be less of a problem with his defense because Smart could just cover for him if we're facing like a really good backcourt. But I don't right. know. It's tough to make because I feel like the Wizards would want a lot if we want both of them too.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, because last night I saw um, a tweet. I forgot who, uh, who tweeted it. It was an NBA uh, insider. And it looked like the Wizards are looking to re-sign Bertons and that they
1: weren't going to trade him. I mean, that sucks. I don't understand that, though. Like, why? Like, why would you want to do that? Right. I mean, unless the Wizards
0: think, you know, unless they think, you know, with John Wall coming back next year healthy and they still got Bradley Beal, you know, maybe they get a couple of pieces that they could make the playoffs and that Bertans could be a valuable piece. Yeah,
1: I (laughs) I guess so. Like, that's counting on a lot of what ifs, though, for them. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the Celtics' future assets and we have two first round pick or three. We have three first round picks this year. And how many seconds do we got? We got one. It's looking like two. I think we only have one second round pick, and it's Brooklyn's. So, mm-hmm. but then first rounders in the future. Oh no! This is the last season that we have other teams' picks from 2021 through 2026 through 2027. We only have our two picks, like first and second rounder
0: oh yeah, yeah i knew that yeah damn it. um yeah so they, they're they gonna i mean oh man it sucks because i wish they had cashed in on some
1: of these picks i agree like last offseason you know i feel like but. if Ainge is smart which he usually is he gives up like at least two of our first round picks this season to make a deal for someone else that can help us win because like we're in such a win now state right now i feel like it's a waste of assets to just take all these picks
0: Right, and the draft class isn't even that like yeah, it's not that deep this year, mm-hmm. you know, and it just sucks that the Grizzlies are like, uh, are at five hundred right now, are in playoff uh, contention. I know, out John West, like who, yeah, John Moran's a beast. Yep. I mean, who would have who would have thought the the freaking Memphis Grizzlies were going to be in the playoffs? I know, I know, it's an eighth seed, but still though, it's kind of crazy because they're still tanking.
1: I know. I was like. Like, I was so hyped, I'm like, oh, they're gonna be bad, we're gonna have a great pick this year, and it's protected top six, so even if they're bad, we'll have it next year, and then they just decided to win a bunch of games.
0: Right, and all that just to get swept by the Lakers in the first round.
1: Exactly, bro, like, like, <laughs> get out of here. Oh, uh, it's so, it's so sad, like, the same shit happened last year, right, like, I feel like ever since those Brooklyn picks, all of our picks have just been, like, bad because the team outperformed expectations. Exactly. Who's pick did we have last year? Oh, last year was Brooklyn again, right? But they magically made the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that was when D'Angelo Russell went on like a tear. <laughs> yep.
1: And we got Romeo at 14, it was. Yeah. Yep. Another guy I looked at earlier this season was Jay Crowder on the Grizzlies. But I feel like he's too expensive and he doesn't shoot the ball that well.
0: No, I've never been a fan of Jay Crowder. I never really liked him when he was here. Uh, I passed, a big pass on me. <laughs> I Crowder. got you.
1: A guy I wish we could get back, or wish we just re-signed. Maybe Marcus Morris, dude, he's so good. He's so efficient too.
0: Yeah, actually, Marcus Morris, he actually grew on me last year. Like at first, I wasn't a big fan of the signing, but then uh, he really started to grow on me.
1: He's so efficient.
0: Where is he now? New York, the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I don't know, cause I know we were talking about on the podcast trying to get Aaron Baines back, but the thing is, is that, um, because they traded him to the Suns, they can't do a two-team deal. Um, Aaron Baines actually has to get traded to a third team and then back to Boston to make it work. So I think that would apply to Marcus Morris if we were trying to make a trade for him.
1: Damn, that sucks. I, feel, I think he's gonna go to the Lakers too, that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing Kuzma and Avery Bradley for Marcus Morris. Yeah,
0: that wouldn't surprise me at all. It would surprise sense. me if Trish. Yeah, it really does. Because they, they also need some uh, some depth
1: on the bench, too. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I could see Tristan Thompson maybe
1: going to L.A. Like, yeah. one of
0: the L.A. teams.
1: Yeah, that'd make sense for them. I feel like it'd make the most sense for Houston, like we said earlier. But I don't know if they have the assets to pull it off.
0: No, I don't think so either. Like I said, I think it's just going to be like a... Uh, it's not going to be like a big-name center, it's... You know, I, I it's probably going to be someone like Taj Gibson from mm-hmm. the Knicks. You know, like it's an expiring contract, and it's you know the the Rockets just hoping
1: that you know it, it pans out
0: <laughs> when he has to face Anthony Davis.
1: Yep, I've heard um Kem Birch too from the Orlando. He could go to the Rockets, which would be cheap for them.
0: Yeah, that that'd be good too.
1: Uh it's just. It's tough because I think the real issue here is racing the Sixers because they're obviously going to be looking to make a move too because their bench is horrible. So who, whichever oh, one of so us bad. can make a move first is going to get it. And I feel like with the way Ainge has been for forever, I feel like they're going to make a move.
0: Uh, the Celtics?
1: The Sixers. I feel like the Sixers are going to oh, make the it first. Sixers.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, the la- I don't think Danny Ainge has made like a – like an impactful trade deadline uh, trade since Isaiah Thomas from the Suns in 2015.
1: Yep, I agree. I think he's.
0: I think he stood pat for like the last four years,
1: <laughs> which is like. I guess it's good because we're not making any stupid trades, but it's also bad because like, it it kills me to sit here at the trade deadline, hear all these rumors, and then us not do anything. Right. But uh, I mean, honestly, I really want this Pistons trade to happen now. I feel like that'd be so useful. I know. Me too. But
0: I I feel like with the 76 or so, like you said, how they'll probably make a trade first. But I just think the way their season's going, that it's a hole they can't get out of. Kind of reminds me of last year's Celtics. Yep. Where there's just so much talent and they just, you know, they don't know how to really utilize it. I've never thought that Brett Brown was a good coach to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I think he's lucky enough to have two talented players like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to carry his ass. Um Hmm. But he he's definitely getting exposed this year, uh, Brett Brown. Um, I just think that the Sixers, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I can't see them really going that far. Even if they make a trade for, like, a bench guy that can shoot, I, I, I just think they're too far in a hole. Um, and they don't have any outside shooters.
1: They I agree. Really don't. I love to and see Al it, Hor- too.
0: And, and the Al Horford uh, signing has been a complete disaster, too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's such a shame because I, I love him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's already been in trade talks, too. Like Mm -hmm. This guy hasn't even played. He's played half a season with Philly, and they already want him out.
1: Philly's just too impatient, I feel like. Like, they gave up on Robert Covington and Dario Saric for a one-year Jimmy Butler rental last year. That was so stupid. Robert Covington's the perfect player for their roster right now. They need shooting, and he shoots, but they gave him up for a one-year rental.
0: Yeah, I, I I knew that Jimmy Butler was never going to stay in Philly. He he doesn't fit that type of uh, nope. that market. I, just with the fans and the backlash, mm-hmm. like he'd rather be at Miami Beach, chilling <laughs> on some tropical drink. Yeah, oh, yeah, chilling.
1: I've always been of the belief that Philly needs to trade Simmons or Embiid because they can't play together. They just can't.
0: Yeah, I don't think they they work either.
1: I was watching the um the Bucks pelicans game last night, and I was watching Giannis play. And I thought to myself, I tweeted this out. I was like, Milwaukee built the perfect team around Giannis that would make Ben Simmons a top five player in the NBA right now.
0: If he was on the Bucks,
1: Yeah, instead of Giannis.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, 100%.
1: Like, if Philly could just manage to do that, like, I don't know if this is crazy of me, but trade Joel Embiid. Because I think... If I'm being honest right now, I think Ben Simmons might not be the most talented player, but he fits the style of basketball that we play today more. Because you can just surround him with shooters and that's a championship team. Joel Embiid's a post player, and if you think about the league right now, there's no true like post play team that's winning. Yeah.
0: Maybe uh maybe Rudy Gobert though with the Jazz. Maybe.
1: Yeah, but he's not the center of their offense. That like Donovan Mitchell's the center no. of their offense.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that Gobert has, like, a similar style. Oh, yeah.
1: Play. No, I got you. It's just it's just tough I, for I me to see they... Philly win with both of them on the roster.
0: Right. I don't know if the 76ers would do that, though. If, no. If they would trade Joel Embiid.
1: Like, I it think... seems like a pipe dream. Yeah, I think they'd trade Simmons before Embiid, which is stupid, in my opinion. But
0: Yeah, I've actually come to, you know, I've, I've come to like Ben Simmons, though. So... Even though he gets a lot of shit for not shooting the three, he's actually a really good defender. Yup. I was watching the 76ers and Celtics game. He did a really good job of defending. And he, I think he's one of the best passers in the game, too. He's up there with, like, Trey Young and Kyrie in terms of passing.
1: I agree. He's so dynamic. And he's 6'10 as a point guard. Like, you can't—there's no other person— Who's was like that, like, the last person that was that height and was this effective at point guard was Magic fucking Johnson, and you're gonna exactly. not, like, take the chance to build your team around him because you want to run through the post with Joel Embiid? Like, by running through Joel Embiid, you're forcing Simmons to play a perimeter role when that's just not his game. It's not, no. You can tell that in some of the games he's not comfortable in that ro- in that role. I just wish, like, someone could help Ben Simmons. They just need to get him shooters and trade Joel Embiid. If I was running the Sixers, that's what I would do. And I feel like Philly would have a riot if they traded Joel, but I think that's the smart move.
0: I would think so too, yeah.
1: The way the the game is heading now, it it definitely seems like a smart move. So I just put into the trade finder, and I'm just going full crazy now. So Derek Rose, Christian Wood, and Sfema Kailu we could get for Romeo, Poirier, Wanamaker, and Carson. That would be a steal. That, I agree. No, that,
0: that'd be, oh my god, what a steal that would be. We we'd,
1: we'd have to obviously have to give up a pick, maybe Milwaukee or at, at this point, if we're getting all three of them, maybe even the Memphis pick, which would be mid first round. But honestly, yeah. that would give us such a good chance this year because those are three like so good bench players. Right. Like I,
0: I would love that trade.
1: <laughs> imagine a bench. So we roll out Kemba. Uh, Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and Tice. And then off the bench we have Rose, Smart, Mikhailu, Wood, and Cantor. Disgusting.
0: That really is. That's a disgusting lineup and, if that trade was to go down. And still have Semi. Semi's I don't know about Semi, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've I, don't, no, I mean, I've never really liked. I don't know. I've never really liked Semi that much. I'm, I don't know. I'm coming around a little. Though, I to... uh, every time he goes out on the floor, it's just like, "Oh uh, damn it!" Like really, yeah. <laughs> That's like Brad Wanna It's like when Brad Wanamaker
1: starts running the paint, it's like,
0: mm-hmm. "Oh no!" I mean, it's when... like I'd
1: rather have Smart. Wanamaker killed and beat the other night, though. That was hilarious.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was surprised by that. Brad freaking Wanamaker destroying Joel Embiid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too. Um, I will say, Semi is shooting much better from three this season. He's shooting thirty six percent. What was his number last year? It was probably atrocious. Thirty-one.
0: All right. I mean, it's a all right. It's a,
1: it's a slight, slight increase. Upgrade. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He his defense is really good. Like he clamps up the guys we need him to clamp up, and I think that's his true value. But I, I've talked about this a lot on the pod, on my podcast. Grant Williams is turning into Semi Ojeley. Like he, he there's just, he's just a better version.
0: Yeah, Grant Williams is starting to come around on me. I really like that pick. Mm-hmm. I've actually always liked that pick. When they picked him, I was like, Oh yeah, this is a good this is a good pick right here. Yep. He's been actually really effective this
1: year when he's playing. I agree. I think right now, Semi's the better player, but going forward I think Grant Williams has the potential to be such a good player in the league.
0: Oh for sure. I mean he's only in his first year. He'll have time to develop and grow.
1: Facts. Um yeah, it's just tough for me to imagine the Celtics going too far in the playoffs with their current roster. I think we definitely need more bench scoring because obviously if we just run our five guys out there over and over again, they're gonna get exhausted and we're by the like second or third round we're gonna to be too tired to even run up the floor. So we just need to do yeah. something to get some help.
0: And if the Right. If the playoffs had started today, they would be facing Philly. And then if they win that series, they'd most likely be facing Toronto. And, and Toronto still scares me because they never play well in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I feel, like, I feel like Siakam would just kill us.
1: I agree. It, I don't know, man. The, the East is a terrifying place right now. Like, everyone talks about how good the West is. The top six teams in the East are all super good right now. Yeah, facts.
0: I mean, Miami, though, it's like they only really play well at home. Mm -hmm. Like, they've they've lost games they should have won uh,
1: away. My thing with Miami is, I don't know how good they're going to be in the playoffs, but they could be really good. Like, they have the potential to be a really good playoff team. They're just so young that it's too hard to tell right now.
0: No, yeah, they they could. But the thing is that Tyler Hero has been cooling down, too. Mm -hmm. And I think they sort of caught some of his momentum uh, when they were going on that win streak um, about a month ago.
1: Yeah, I mean... Like we see with young teams, like Denver last year, they're pro- the Heat aren't probably going to go too far in the playoffs, which is a shame because nah. I, want, I want Jimmy to play well because he deserves everything because I love Jimmy. Right. But I don't know. It's teams like uh, Indiana and Toronto that scare me more than Miami.
0: Oh, yeah. If Victor Oladipo can get healthy right in time before the playoffs, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team.
1: I agree. The last time we saw Victor in the playoffs was when he took LeBron to seven. Right. And
0: and they still have Malcolm Brogdon, who's been hurt. But, you know, mm-hmm. assuming that he's healthy and you have that backcourt of Brogdon and then O'Dipo and you also have Sabonis and Miles Turner, there's a good chance they could beat the Celtics, even if the Celtics have home court advantage.
1: Yeah, I, I think the two seed is just so important this this year. Like if we can manage to get climb our way to the two seed, then we'll be golden, at least for the first round, because we'll face like what Brooklyn or Orlando.
0: Yeah, it'd either be Brooklyn or Orlando for because uh, they're. I think Brooklyn's seven right now,
1: Magic or eight. Yeah, and I don't see honestly Kyrie could fall off and just like screw their whole team. Meaning Orlando could get the seven seed, but a first round series against Brooklyn would sell so many tickets. Oh my god! Yeah, because then
0: Kyrie wouldn't yep. have to sit out.
1: Mm-hmm. That'd be insane. We're on a four game win streak right now, but the Raptors are the Raptors are on an eleven game win streak right now.
0: I saw that the other day. I I couldn't believe it.
1: That's crazy.
0: They're still a good team, and I I feel like they flew under the radar this year because Mm -hmm. of Kawhi Leonard leaving, so a lot of people are expecting, like, oh, you know, they'll probably just sneak in the playoffs and, like, look what this team was without Kawhi when he sat out. But they still have a good point guard with Kyle Lowry, and it seems like now Siakam is turning into a star. And Nick Nurse, I think, is one of the best
1: coaches in the league. I think he proved that last year and this year without Kawhi. I agree. I think last year a bunch of people were like, oh, it's just because he has quiet, but he's really proved himself this year. And people forget about their insane bench depth. Like, they got Fred Van Fleet, Terrence Davis, Chris Boucher off the bench. Like, they're just such an all around good basketball team right now.
0: Yeah, that that's a well rounded team. That's a team I would not want to face in the playoffs.
1: Me neither. And that's why I think it's so important that we get the two seed because, I mean, if they. The ideal situation for me is this. They get the two seed. I mean, we get the two seed. They get the four yep. seed. They fall off, and the Heat get the three seed. That way, when we if we win our first-round matchup against like the Nets and the Magic, then it would be Raptors versus Pacers and Heat versus Sixers. And then at that point, I would just pray that the Heat managed to beat the Sixers and the Raptors yeah. managed to beat the Pacers, because then we'd have to face the Heat in the second round, and I like that matchup more than anybody else in the East.
0: Oh, for sure. I'd rather, I'd much rather face the Heat in the second round than Indiana or or
1: Toronto. Mm-hmm. We own the Heat this season. Yeah,
0: that that was a great game. I think it was last week when they went to Miami.
1: Yeah, that was a great
0: game. That we was played one really of the well. best games of the season.
1: But yeah, man, I just hope we make a move. Um, I'm going to start to wrap it up. And I think we talked about everything there was to talk about on the trade deadline. Knowing my luck, someone's going to get traded as soon as I cut this recording off. But uh, anything you want to plug, <laughs> anything you want to end this with, go ahead.
0: Um, just want to say you can find me on Twitter. It's at CelticsHive. Um, uh, thank you for having me on today as
1: a guest. Yeah, man, anytime. I'm always looking for guests. About it. <laughs> More than welcome to yeah, Con more than welcome to come on whenever you want, but um, yeah, follow Bannertown USA on Twitter. We'll be tweeting when the Celtics don't make a move and everyone's pissed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, me neither. I just I hope Ange manages to do something different this year. Um, but yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like it, but hopefully, yeah, not a chance. Uh, thanks for listening to From the Raptors, guys. See you next time. Peace.